0: Now, you could even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, HealthLock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of five G data for just twenty bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT and T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to PureTalk dot com slash Sean S E A N. Make the switch today. Save an additional fifty percent off your first month. That's PureTalk dot com slash Sean S E A N. Right, hour two, Sean Hannity show eight hundred nine four one Sean. Our number. You want to be a part of the program. Let's take a little trip down memory lane, shall we? Because I can see the uh, congenital liar, the corrupt, compromised congenital liar, the only guy that is on tape colluding with a, re- a Russian, a guy that he thinks has compromising materials on Donald Trump. What is the nature of the compromise? What is it? Uh, naked uh, Trump. Naked, naked naked, picked a Trump. Um, wow. Um. um now, did, did, has Vladimir seen them? Yeah, but of course, Vladimir C. The naked Trump picture. You know, that's that's the guy that was out there every day, lying that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, because now he's back in it as it relates to the DOJ and and proclaiming Donald Trump's guilt. But this was him just to remind you, because he has this history of being a congenital
1: liar. Here he is. There is already, in my view, ample evidence in the public domain on the issue of collusion if you're willing to see it. Uh, If you want to blind yourself, then you can look the other way. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. You have an offer of illegal help, you have the acceptance of that offer, you have an overt overt act in furtherance of that conspiracy. That is, I think, by any rational American's expectation, the the personified. Of collusion.
0: And remember on Friday I brought up the issue, oh that's right, of a guy named Peter Strzok. And Peter Strzok, you know, his famous exchange uh, texting with Lisa Page, you know, who was distraught and terrified at the prospect of a Trump presidency, texting her colleague and former lover, you know, Trump's never going to become president, right? No, he's not. We, the FBI, will stop it. By the way, the St. Peter structure just happened to make an appearance on on the morning schmo show uh, over there at at MSDNC. Um, What what a great, credible guest you got there. Anyway, um, and then a week later, he texts her again. uh, I want to believe that the path that you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that there's no way he gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. Oh, top-ranking officials of the DOJ, FBI, uh, conspiring to bring down a president. Now, how many people were found, um, were were held accountable for these actions, never mind the dirty dossier and the lying to FISA court judges? None of them. Well, here we are. Now, of course, Adam Schiff was all over January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, and, and here he is this weekend, You know, of course, proclaim Donald Trump guilty of, you know, waking up in the morning. Here he is again.
2: So if there were truly materials of this classification level and it's been publicly reported elsewhere that there were uh, materials related to nuclear programs, for example, if there was that sensitive level of information being held, why did Justice Department officials wait 18 months after the end of the Trump presidency? What changed that made this immediate?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, uh, if uh, the Trump people represented that they provided all the classified or national security information and didn't, uh, that's a serious problem. And I can tell you anyone in the intelligence community that had uh, documents like that marked top secret SCI uh, in their residence after authorities went to them, um, you know, they would be under serious investigation.
0: They had full ability to take the documents anytime they wanted. They were there the DOJ and the FBI on on June 3rd for crying out loud. But, you know, the same Peter Strzok, I just read you his text messages. He's out there on MSDNC saying, oh, the FBI doesn't target any one side or another. Well, what was the insurance policy to ensure that Donald Trump won't get elected? We won't let that happen. Is that the same guy that's saying this this morning?
3: The year and a half that I spent with the team looking at Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server, there was no concern. There was no outrage on behalf of any Republican as we used search warrants, as we went out and did a very invasive investigation to try and get to the bottom of what she did or didn't do. So it's not that the FBI is targeting any one side or the other. What you see is the FBI going out on a day-in, day-out basis, objectively investigating allegations of law. It just so happens that the only thing that tends to come up in the right wing ecosphere, whether in the media or on the Hill or from President Trump, are those things where they take a personal affront because it directly impacts them. There's absolute silence when the FBI is investigating former Secretary Clinton. There's absolute silence when the FBI is doing things that isn't targeting them. So I think this is a one-sided narrative that has been developed and amplified, particularly by President Trump.
0: Well, we know that on the secret servers of Hillary Clinton that were used, they used Bleach bit to erase. We know that there was top secret classified information all over those servers, which is why she deleted and used Bleach bit to erase all 33,000 emails. It's why aides took hammers to devices that might have that information on them. It's why SIM cards were removed. But again, this, this coming from the guy, this credible source, we won't let that happen. We won't let Donald Trump get elected. And we have an insurance policy policy to make sure. Anyways, let, let's get to the issue of the law involving all of this. Uh, Greg Jarrett wrote a great column about this today. Uh, also Carrie Cer- uh, Severino is with us, Chief Counsel and Policy Director for Judicial Crisis Network. Uh, welcome both of you back to the program. Uh, you know, your article, uh, Greg, I think really sums it up really well. To prove that a case that Donald Trump stole government records, including allegedly classified documents. By the way, Jim Comey did admit that Hillary, they found evidence of law breaking, but they decided not to prosecute. They, no prosecutor in his right mind would, would ever prosecute her. Um, you would; ha- They would first have to establish that he in- he misappropriated the material deliberately. And then you go through the very specific statutes that are mentioned in the warrant. And then you point out that the key words that are in there to prove any type of guilt is, is something that will never, it's a standard that could never be met.
4: Yeah, it's true. They're willfully, intentionally, knowingly uh, taking, stealing, converting government documents. Now, the FBI proved that's exactly what Hillary Clinton did. Um, she directed uh, that all of her emails be put at her private residence on her own personal server and she had been instructed never to do that she signed a document saying I won't do that that shows her intent to violate the law but with Donald Trump um, there's no indication here that he intentionally misappropriated the documents in fact Uh, when the DOJ and the FBI came to Mar-a-Lago and they went through the files, he invited them to do that. Uh, They discovered that there were some government documents there, uh, some of them allegedly classified and he said, take them. He responded to a subpoena willingly, uh, to comply. So. You know, when Merrick Garland uh, stood in front of cameras last Thursday and said, "It's our standard practice to use the least intrusive uh, method rather than a search warrant," why didn't he issue another subpoena if you know, uh, you know, they wanted more documents? Uh, Trump had indicated you can have them if you want them.
0: No, that they, they they could have had them on June third if they wanted them. All of them. right.
4: So it tells me that this dispute over the government records with the National Archives. That was just a pretext. What they really wanted to do was to get in there, spend 10 hours, nobody looking, turn it upside down, ransack the joint, uh, to find something, anything, yeah, that might support some seditious conspiracy with the January 6th writers. I think that's what's really going on here. And if that's true, the Merrick Garland, it's not only unethical and his actions horribly wrong, uh, but it's a blatant abuse of power.
0: Let's get your take, Carrie uh, Severino.
2: Uh, yeah, and I, I have to say, I got a little bit of shock right here, because I, I was telling people since 2016, Merrick Garland, oh, he's this nice, moderate. No, we should totally at least give him a hearing, give him a vote. He could be on the Supreme Court. He'll be in the middle of the road. Hello, folks. They don't appoint people who are middle of the road and the mask is off now. He may have this moderate demeanor. And, you know, of course, he says things like, well, yes, we would always want to use the most non intrusive method, but judge them not by you know his demeanor, but what he actually does. And I think uh, we can at least you know, the the sad thing is we we appear to have a a even more politicized than we have before DOJ, which is saying a lot. Um, The good thing is, at least he doesn't have life tenure on the Supreme Court, and uh, it's very frustrating and to see that institution, which is supposed to be defending the rule of law, applying it evenly to both sides, um, really going all in for what looked like very politicized approaches. And, and it's sad to see that, that that wasn't limited to the what was going on for the last four years. It's, it's absolutely continuing in spades. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've been concerned about it on the, on the court front as well, because he seems to be uh, unbalanced in the way he's defending our own justices, because we've got federal laws that he's refusing to enforce. He's very concerned about enforcing this law against President Trump. When you ask about the laws that are protecting justices in their homes from intimidation and threats, people have, have constant threats in, in, their, in their front lawn. People, people marching in front of their house all the time will not prote- uh, prosecute them despite the fact they're clearly violating federal law, uh, despite the fact there's been an assassination attempt against one of our justices. And uh, so I think that, that is just illustrating how far down the road of politicization this DOJ has gone.
0: Quick break, more with our legal analysis, Greg Jarrett and Carrie uh, Severino with us. We'll get to your calls at the bottom of the half hour. All right, more of our legal analysis of the raid at Mar-a-Lago with uh, Greg Jarrett and Carrie Severino. You know, this this definitely, I agree with you, Greg, was a fishing expedition, and now the question is what, what where do we go from here? They're going to spend what months poring over every single document that they took out of there. And at what point, you know do we do we look at the Constitution and say such a a, a broad warrant like this? Um, had, what, what what evidence did they have that something nefarious and illegal had taken place? Now they can release the warrant. It gives us very limited information as I've told everybody it would. the the real question is the affidavit that was filed with a magistrate and why would you file it with a magistrate uh... when you could have gone with a judge that had actually been approved by the senate
4: because it's easy to snooker a magistrate who doesn't have the depth of experience of a federal district court judge and that's really the troubling part uh... you know they went to a magistrate instead of a federal district court judge because they knew they, they could give in their affidavits an incomplete story or a misrepresentation of facts. And the magistrate probably wouldn't ask the kind of challenging questions that a district court judge would, such as, well, wait a minute, why are you uh, wanting to serve a search warrant when you could obtain these same documents with a subpoena? Uh, it's also troubling that uh, this magistrate, Bruce Reinhardt, prior to his appointment as a magistrate, posted these virulently anti-Trump opinions on social media attacking the president's moral character, Trump's moral character. And then six weeks before he signs off on this warrant, he recuses himself from a different case involving Trump, uh, citing his own personal bias. Yet when he's presented with the Trump warrant, he happily signs off on this. It, It tells you that garland and the fbi went judge shopping and they chose a magistrate they could more easily deceive
0: i know when you look at the backlash against these actions i think most people especially in light of the the trump russia collusion lies that were debunked um and then you add to that two phony impeachments and then the january six committee that that seems to go on ad nauseum. i guess they're having more hearings coming up in september um it's so i think the american people see that under whatever circumstances pretense they have to use that they don't want this guy on the ballot in 2024 carrie that's all i can conclu- conclude here
2: yeah it, it's shocking uh you know to see the the levers of power being used This feels like a banana republic where you say hey my political opponent is in a weak spot here i can i have all the all the strength i'm going to push back against him but um You know, I hope this backfires on them. I I think the American people don't want to see a politicized judiciary. I think the challenge is, I don't think most people, if they're watching, you're watching CNN and MSNBC, they're not learning about it. Um, and that's the problem because the American people don't want a a DOJ that's going to just enforce the law against their political enemies. That's, that would be horrible. That turns us into a third world country, basically. We want a, a nation that has the rule of law where we can be confident that they're actually Look, actually, doing the things that the, the words that Merrick Garland mouths in his thing. Carrie, Carrie, I hate to money.
0: burst the bubble, but we don't have equal justice under the law. We already have a two-tier <laughs> justice system, a dual justice system. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll give Exhibit A, Paul Manafort. Exhibit B, Roger Stone. Exhibit C, uh, Peter Navarro. And I can keep going.
2: Yeah, I, I just think we need to make sure people are aware of it and see how extreme this White House has become the radicals on the left are going to keep voting for him uh, nonetheless but i think a lot of people in the middle would be horrified as well and obviously those of us on the right well, have seen this going on for the last uh, you know four four six years now and uh, and it, it recognizes business as usual
0: if they were really going to apply the law equally they would have raided hunter's house a long time ago and hillary clinton's house that never happened these are very dangerous times for this country i'll tell you that thank you uh, both we appreciate it 800 941 Sean on number if you want to be a part of the program
4: Standing up for what's right with America. We're back on the Sean Hannity show.
0: All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. 800 Sean, you want to be a part of the program. I wonder if the Bidens are. On vacation in South Carolina. I guess there's an island there called Kiowa Island. And they're hanging out at the beach. I've seen Fox Digital got pictures of Hunter, loving dad that he is, great example that he is with, uh, I guess, a young son on the beach. And then um, and Joe is there. You know, we've now, the FBI, Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray have had his laptop, the laptop from hell, the laptop with all the evidence you'd ever need of law breaking. And they haven't done anything. Maybe maybe the raid is gonna take place in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. I don't know. And Joe this weekend was they tried to get him to answer a question, but he didn't have time. He was he was too busy picking out a bathing suit. Mr. President, Mr. President. Will you come talk to us? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, go get you. No, I need to get a bikini or whatever bathing suit he's get. I don't know what he wears. Do people wear speedos anymore? His old generation wears speedos. Please,
5: please I, don't talk about speedos and Joe Biden in the same sentence. I beg of you. It's <laughs> it's just too
0: early in the week. Oh man, I don't this even think bad. I own a bathing suit. I don't think I have one. First of all, uh, you and
5: I, you and I are very pale people. We don't belong on the beach, so that's not a thing. We don't belong. But, no,
0: because within 15 minutes, I'm, I'm I'm literally in pain. Oh, it's I awful. It's not it's a thing. Worse I mean, honestly, it's worse than pain but, yeah.
5: He's he does not belong on vacation either. He should be reaching out to the families of those SIV holders and American citizens that he left behind in Afghanistan a year
0: ago, but you know, yeah, has got one better year ago to today. today. I know. Yeah, keep keep dreaming. Will is in the free state of Florida. Will, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Doing good, doing good. Um I had a you know, just wanted to get your thoughts on with the
4: potential of adding um additional IRS agents and arming them. Do you think that this could be steps towards um, one tracking guns through the starting phases through taxing them and then eventually leading to the seizing of firearms using uh, additional tax codes?
0: I I don't know. When they first had that job posting with 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 the definition of you know, that you would need the, the ability uh to carry and, and maybe use a firearm. I'm like, what? For an IRS agent? Um, It certainly seemed a little bizarre. Look, this bill, this is what everybody needs to know. In the middle of the worst inflation in 41 years, they are raising taxes on the poor, the middle class, on every single American, people on fixed incomes, and they're lying about it. I mean, and then on top of it, They're gonna, they're unleashing 87,000 new IRS agents. Now, the agents that we currently have, if you make $25,000 or less, Syracuse University did a study, you are five times more likely to get an audit. Now, they're saying, no, 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 we won't, we, we absolutely won't audit people that make, uh, under $400,000 a year. Well, they said they wouldn't tax people under $400,000 a year, and this very bill breaks that promise. You know, the same people that said, keep your doctor, keep your care, and the average family will save $2,500 on average per year. Well, millions lost their doctors, millions lost their plans, and we're paying about 250% more than we had paid at the time. So I don't trust any of them, but this is what they're doing, and they just lie with impunity, and nobody in the media holds them accountable. But when you raise the taxes on oil and gas and coal, all of which they are doing, And you unleash the IRS. There's, there's only so many, you know, rich people out there that you're really going to be able to go after. The problem is, is that for people that are middle income, lower income, they they, they don't have the resources to hire the accountants and the lawyers that will do do battle with the IRS for them. Many of them don't even have the ability to hire an accountant unless they, you know, I don't even think some people can afford to go to H and R Block for crying out loud. They're stuck. And so what are you going to get? Another twenty-five, you know, dollars out of them? It's it's insane. What they're really looking for are people that work in the restaurant business, contractors, people that may have opportunities to get cash money. Uh, they'll look at your lifestyle, they'll look at your bank account, they'll look at what you. Per- Claim that you make per year, and then they'll decide, oh, you make way more than what you're saying. Therefore, you owe us X number of dollars. That That's pretty much how it's going to go down. You know, I will tell you that for me, I couldn't fill out a tax form of my life, dependent on it. But I have not only one accounting firm go over it, and I have a second accounting firm go over it. Then I have a legal team go over it, and then it gets submitted just to make sure that we dot every I, cross every T, pay every penny that we owe. And usually we end up paying more. So it's it's like every other lie the, the this very bill breaks Joe Biden's promise of not raising taxes on people making under four hundred thousand dollars a year. And so the promise that they won't audit people making under four hundred thousand dollars a year is meaningless. It's insane. Um, anyway, we'll hope that answers your question. Randy, also in the free state of Florida. What's up, Randy? How are you?
6: Hi, Sean. I'm actually
0: in Tucson, Arizona. OK, it says Florida. What's going on? How are you doing in Tucson?
6: Uh, it's hot. It's great. So, By the way, what, I,
0: I, mean, I I've been to Tucson in the summer, yeah. and I'd walk. You'd be in a nice air conditioned building room, whatever it happens to be, studio in my case, and then you walk yeah. outside, and it's so oppressive. And I know they say it's a dry heat, so it's not as bad as a humid heat, and you can't breathe. It's so hot. How hot is it there? It's. I think
6: it's like ninety eight today. It's
0: not too bad. Ninety eight, not too bad. Do you hear that, Linda? Ninety eight, <laughs> not too bad. Anyway, what's going it's on? Good for your
6: hair. Yeah. So my so my um my my complaint to you after I would like to thank you for all that you do and most of what you say is I wish you would you're driving us crazy when you keep saying that ninety five percent of the FBI is still good ethical uh, law enforcement agents. I totally disagree with that. That can't possibly be true. I mean, they couldn't execute these search warrants and all the all that they are doing. And these raids, unless the rank and file was, you know, willing to participate. I mean, look at them standing out. Now
0: you're you're lives. you're the second person that has called me out on this, and I'm by the way, I'm willing to be called out on anything. So first, if that's number one. How long have you been in law enforcement?
6: I retired with 33 years as a police wow. officer.
0: Okay. Well, by the way, thank you for your service, and I bet you were one of the ninety-five percent that I that I talk about, right? You you were you went to protect and serve. You put your life on the line every day to protect innocent people. Correct?
6: Of course. I mean, anybody I worked with, any commissioned.
0: All right. So here's my question: In your thirty-three years experience, what percentage of the people that you worked with were like you?
6: Ninety-nine percent.
0: You making my case for me now. The no. case, if we look at go go back to the dirty dossier of Hillary Clinton, go back to yeah. Peter Strzok and Lisa Page that were working with yeah. the upper echelon and they're, they're yeah. out there saying he, he can't he's never going to get elected. No, we're going to stop him. Yeah. Uh, and we have an insurance policy. And then, of course, yeah. then then the FBI using a dirty dossier that Hillary paid for that was unverifiable and they swore yeah. before a FISA court. Those are the people I'm talking about, the rank-and-file FBI agents that are out there fighting the drug cartels, the guys that are out there, you know, stopping, you know, doing very dangerous work every day. They're not involved in this crap. They didn't, they they, they don't, every FBI guy I know is disgusted at what happened here. Every single one of them.
6: Then why don't they speak out?
0: Well, it's easy to say. I mean, you know what happens if you speak out in a lot of occasions. Now, apparently there are FBI agents that have spoken to Chuck Grassley and whistleblowers that are saying that they're purposely protecting Hunter Biden. And I would assume that they have the evidence to back that up. And it's going to be interesting to see uh whether these whistleblowers we ever get to hear from them.
6: Well, at some point, at some point, all those officers should say, "I can't, I can't be a part of this. This is, uh, it's worse than embarrassing. It's degrading my credibility to be a part of the FBI." There, so wrong. I mean, you can't execute these raids without what you're calling but, rank. But then, but ninety,
0: ninety-nine percent of them are not involved in this. That's Who the whole is- point. And I bet you the agents. I would bet anything that the agents that actually were involved in this particular raid. My guess probably had no earthly idea why this was happening. They were told to search for documents, and they went in, and, and they, they have to follow orders, or they're going to give up their career. Now, it's easy for people to say, just give up your career, but you have 18 years in, and you retire after 20 years. Uh, do you really want to give up your career and disobey an order?
6: I get that it's it's a sacrifice, but I feel like they should speak up and start refusing to participate. I really... Dude, I think
0: some people money. are. That's, but you my got God. to admit there's there's a certain irony that I'm asking you what percentage of people in 33 years in law enforcement were good people, and you're telling me 99. You're 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 ju- you're justifying my gut instinct on law enforcement. What we saw with the with the Comies, the McCabes, the the Bakers, Precepts, Struck, Page. You know, we're, we're, tally, we're talking about the, the most minuscule minority that were involved in all of this. And in this particular case, you know, this is the top of the Justice Department. Merrick Garland made this call. That's part of the executive branch. That's Joe Biden's branch of office. And, uh, you know, the FBI being a part of it. I, I, You know, I don't know what the what people want or expect of those guys, but for the average rank-and-file special agents, field office workers, I believe most are like you. I I, my, my gut has shown me, my my experience has shown me that they're good people. I don't want to paint with a broad brush. I'm looking specifically at people that are corrupt that use abuse power. I mean, you, for example, in the case of George Floyd, did you think the officer in that case, Derek Chauvin, abused power? Cause I do.
6: I do. He made a really bad decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nine minutes on the guy's neck he, and, and the guy was handcuffed. You did not need to yeah. keep your, your knee on that guy's neck and pound it into the pavement. And also knowing that the neck is the most vulnerable part of the human anatomy, but he's not the 99% that you worked with your whole career. He's the one percent. He's one of the bad apples.
6: Yeah. Well, this DOJ and you you also keep saying, when is Christopher Reagan going to do something? He's as much Never. as the rest of the world. I think. Yeah, I think
0: he had an opportunity to come in after the Russia collusion hoax and clean things up at the FBI. And he failed miserably. He protected the institution. He's an institutionalist to me. And now I would even argue he's he's no different than any of the people involved in the Russia hoax. Sad. Uh, when you just, yeah. And by the way, and this is let me address this too. the American. If, if you're a conservative like I am, all this talk about if you're critical of five percent or one percent or the tactics in, in a particular case, you know, they're, they're trying to create a narrative that, oh, your words are going to incite people to violence. No, let me be very clear. I do not, under any circumstances, ever support violence against anybody, but against especially law enforcement, ever. You have to let the system, in the case of Derek Chauvin, justice was served. You have to find those people that are the bad apples, and they have to get charged, and they have to go through the justice system, and there's always the presumption of innocence. You know, but, uh, but the, you know... It's funny because we were the ones that were most outspoken defending police officers in the summer of 2020 when they were being pelted with bricks, rocks and bottles of Molotov cocktails and nobody else said a word. Or, or you know, we're the ones that were criticizing Chuck Schumer, threatening Supreme Court justices. And we were the ones speaking out that it's illegal to dox Supreme Court justices and their kids, schools and their their churches, et cetera, as well, you know. We, we have an obligation to keep our law enforcement safe and secure, our elected officials and in, in our institutions safe and secure. And, you know, just because we are critical of specific actions of a specific few does not mean in any way, shape, manner, or form that you would support anybody being violent, especially towards law enforcement. If, as far as I'm concerned, that should that should result in the death penalty, anybody that attempts to kill anybody involved in law enforcement. And if these people, you know, if there are credible threats, we need to pay whatever amount it takes to protect them. Same with elected officials. And anybody that would think different, I'm sorry, I you don't call yourself a conservative and, and tell me that, that that's the right way to think. But the, but that's how they're trying to paint this narrative. Oh, conservative support. I, no, I don't. And nor does anybody, I think, that listens to this program. My respect for law enforcement runs deep. It's in my DNA. But for those that abuse power and are corrupt, they need to be brought to justice with the presumption of innocence. Start there. Unlike everybody else that seems to rush to judgment. Anyway, I, I, I thought it was worth the time because this is now the second call I've gotten on this. It, Linda, interesting in both cases, they said, yeah, 99% of people are, are that I work with are great.
5: Yeah, they just want people to speak out because they're frustrated. And if they were still serving, they would probably speak out. But I think there's a real fear of just being, you know, having some sort of action taken.
0: If you got to the number of people in law enforcement that actually knew what they were doing that morning when they got up, you probably maybe three, four, five.
5: Oh, 100%.
0: And everybody else would say, show up at work. And this is where we're headed. When you get there, this is what you're looking for.
5: Guaranteed. People are just trying anyway. to get through their day, man. Life is hard right now. It's really hard.
0: It's brutal. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Now, Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. Now, he was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Now, Tunnel to Towers paid for Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, and that removed that financial burden from him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his very specific needs and injuries and Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. They can only do it with your generosity. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget, we hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity. Go to their website, commit to $11 a month, go to the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter, in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times- where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.